Hey everyone, and welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Welcome back, everyone. Today we are talking about season three, episode 19, The Bake Off, and I am joined by a very special guest. Josh Moorhead is back. He is a writer. He is also just one of the funniest people I've ever met, even though I haven't officially <laughs> met him. We only met once under, we, we have to stop meeting like this, right. but <laughs> you, your episode is one of the most popular episodes wow. that, we have, that we've had on the podcast. You have received such incredible feedback. Everyone loves you. This is incredible. Um, some of them should hire me if they can. <laughs> um, and it's just nice to know that some of my ignorance is finally paying off, you know, because that last episode, I definitely had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and I mean, how has your life changed since being on the podcast? In every conceivable way. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, well, I have, I actually have a lot of thoughts about this episode. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Before we dive into it, overall, did you enjoy yourself? Scale of one to ten. Niner. Let's give it a niner. Let's give it a nine and a half. You know, let's go ten. Let's be generous. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, I think the episode, and I forget which season it was from. Like when I was with you before. Like I don't know if they're still finding their footing or if I was finding my footing with the material or what. But uh, this time, I still tried to come up with some crazy theories. But I was like, oh, no, this is just, this is good stuff. This is uh, yeah. You had season one, episode four. So you were so, yeah, yeah. very early on, very early They were on. finding their stride, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I just want to preface, for anyone who hasn't seen this episode, I think it is considered a classic. It, it definitely mm-hmm. is one that is looked back on. A lot of compilation videos tend to use the last scene. Like, you know, it's just your typical pie in the face spoiler but (laughs) but i will say there is an overall like chaos chaotic energy to this episode that's how i felt i felt like the entire episode was very chaotic yes yeah it was definitely firing on all cylinders and i definitely should have as a writer i should have checked the uh Chekhov's pie like in a in a comedy you don't introduce a pie and not use it later so i should (laughs) have seen that uh grand finale coming the Chekhov's pie. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a literary term, you know. Also, I don't, I, sorry, I, we said this before we start recording, but I got some, I'm in a comedy right now because I got some face cream in my eyes. So um, that's just are for you, the audience. So they know are why you I'm. Sure. Are you okay? Do yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like... But it's just, it's just the slightest burning sensation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And this this is an, this is mostly an audio medium, so like we're good, we're good. I saw Maybe the I'll... episode. That's the last thing these eyes need to take in, you know. <laughs> what, what's gonna get better? Y'all gonna represent our school in the Bake Off? Me? Well, I'm 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 terribly flattered, Mister Travers, but why me? Because your pastry teacher says you're our most promising chef. Oh, this is the Rose Bowl of baking, Jack. And I need the O.J. Simpson of crust. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Dean Travers? I was so instantly drawn to, like, his characterization and, like, the, Mwah! of it all. Um, 
that like I didn't check how ridiculous it is that like a technical school would have a bake-off and it would be what he defines his entire existence by. Like, I get you're like a dean of a technical school. Maybe you wanted to be a dean of like Harvard or Yale or something, but like he's not wrapped up in his job at all. He's just like, if I don't win these baking competitions, I am not a man. And then it doesn't even, it, it further makes more no sense that he's like, I know how I win. I'll have somebody else do it. That's not your W, bro. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can he, do we think that he, like Dean Travers himself can actually bake? I don't think he knows how to bake. You know, it's oh. like those who don't, those who can't teach, teach, and those who Dean. can't teach, yeah. teach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those who can't bake Dean. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the classic turn of phrase. Um, I can't, I can't see him baking. I feel like he doesn't no. know how to bake. I think, I think you're right, and I misheard at the beginning. I thought when he was checking off, like, all of his past wins, when he was like, this was the baked Alaska, and this was whatever, and there were some great puns through there. Um, I thought he was bragging about all the things that he had done, but for some reason, like he was stymied by making a pie. He's like, the, yeah. like pie is like his like Zoolander tier and left or something. Like he just can't uh, can't do it. And what does Jack say? He says it's not going to be a slice of cake. I thought that was yeah. it'll be no slice of cake. That that's <laughs> right, Jack. <laughs> I know. I was. I'm charmed by puns, but um. It's nice to know that, like, in the late 70s, that qualified as comedy writing, that you could cash <laughs> that 30K check for uh, the piece of cake line. The OJ uh, thing, of course, they didn't know it was weird, but, uh, yeah, I was like, this episode needs to end in a white Bronco chase now with, like, the pies out the window. Like, that's what I was waiting <laughs> for. I'm going to be trying out a, a lot of different kinds of recipes, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be very, very busy. We understand. Yeah, but that means things are going to have to change around here. Okay, like what? Well, for openers, you girls have got to stop hugging and kissing me this week. I've got no time for that. Hugging and kissing? Yeah, I know it's not going to be easy. And I don't want you sneaking into my room late at night for a little fun. <laughs> oh, I can see you're upset, you crazy kids. I understand your disappointment, so I'll tell you what. Let's get this week's hugging and kissing over with right now. <laughs> I don't know about you, but yeah. were you, when you saw the dynamic, I mean, things, a lot of things have changed since season one. When you saw yeah. the dynamic between Jack, Janet, and Chrissy, there were a lot of sexual jokes. There was a lot of playfulness happening. What were your thoughts on this dynamic? I think when I first met this crew, like, he wasn't as confident a player or like um he wasn't in the power position it was kind of like him like oh i wish i could kiss you guys and they're like settle down but now he's just like hugh hefnering all around the place like he's just grab assing and like sit on the couch with my hands up and he's like i have to bake a pie so you can't like sleep with me all week and they're like we don't do that anyway dude like i it was so much hornier on every level and they were so much more like tolerant of it you know mm -hmm. like and I was like is this I didn't know if it was a dynamic that I guess this makes more sense it's a dynamic we've moved on from since the 70s probably but part of me was like is this a dynamic I'm missing in my life is this what I'm supposed to be doing with like my platonic lady friends like you know he um 
And then that energy, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but like that only grew. And then mm -hmm. it dawned on me, I think, um, I'm sure The Lighthouse is a very popular movie with your audience. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, do you know what I'm talking about? The Lighthouse with, uh, with well, Robert, Robert Pattinson? Right, right, yeah. And I haven't like going, seen it. Right. It's, it's crazy. Um, I would say it's good, but I would not trash anybody that's like, that's, I don't fuck with that. But it's about people going insane in a closed space. And I realized Jack has like horny lighthouse madness. Like he's trapped in this situation with these women and he's just getting like hornier and hornier. It's just making him crazier and crazier <laughs> and more brazen. And he's putting all of it into like wearing ties and bacon pies like that's just, wearing yeah. ties and making <laughs> pies <laughs> you've got to put that energy somewhere and like you can only try and put on so many fitted sheets you know like he okay. uh yeah he's got the horny madness sorry that's that's my conjecture for this episode no you are absolutely spot on i mean even dean travers he was like a couple of women like he was so yeah like insane about that <laughs> I, I noted that later in the episode. Well, first of all, when he's talking to me, he's like, I bet you're cooking all the time. And I'm like, is that a, is that a, are we, is that a euphemism? Does that count? And then like later when he's, he refers to them as a harem, when it's yeah. just like two, two women in a room. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this dude's like never interfaced with a woman before. <laughs> like he's like, he's coming out of the jungle. He's been raised by apes. He's like Tarzan in a suit. And it's his first interaction with women. And he just doesn't know how to deal besides being like, Hamana, 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 you know? Like he's just... That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big Hamana energy coming across in this episode for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, but when you were so you were talking about the fitted sheet. When Oh yes. <sighs> When Jack and Chrissy were trying to put on this sheet, I understand it was for the comedy, but <laughs> truly, <laughs> yeah, you're adults. Have you never, ne never? I know he's like we have, to, <laughs> we have to fold up the mattress. Like she's like grabbing end. He's like I thought that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I'm like I was like this apart this apartment room needs an HR. Like, even if they're all simpatico, like, even if it's all on the up and up, and like, I get being flirty McGee, but like, this is like, it's all too much. It's He's obviously losing his mind. I think she might be too. I think Chrissy, like, we'll get to her uh, psych uh, psychotic break. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So skipping ahead like a beat on the fitted shit thing, sheet thing, I know a controversial take I had from the first episode I did with you yeah. is that I was like, Mr. Roper, I don't get it. He's, you know, he's bag cereal. He's whatever. He's bottom shelf. Yeah. Um, the second he walks into the scene and all he does is break the fourth wall and look directly at the camera and do that like mm -mm thing. I was like, this dude is absolute genius. I love this man. I was like, I get it now. It clicked from that moment. I was like, he's comedy Babe Ruth. He is killing this, but he's doing it directly to the audience, which is vaudeville and great but uh yeah i loved roper in this one i love that you love roper also yeah you gotta you gotta really 
interesting Roper episode last time. Like the man that just wanted to like beat him up, the sailor. So oh, that right. was... Yeah. He he was playing outside of his sandbox, maybe a little bit. Yeah. 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 But no, I'm so glad you like Roper. Also, yeah, this is the Roper's last season, so it is bittersweet, oh. but I'm glad that you have a final episode with him. Yes. I'm glad I got to say goodbye to you. No matter how hard we tried, Jack and I could not get it on. <laughs> Jack now. He's in there with Janet. He's trying to get it on with her. <laughs> Jack is so clumsy about those things. <laughs> so Stanley. Wait a minute. I want those two out of that bedroom right now. Why? You want them to drag the bed out on the front porch and make it there? <laughs> what? So he still thinks that Jack is gay, right? Yes. But he also thinks that he just like tore through both of his roommates in like 10 minutes in the morning. And then he still calls him a Tinkerbell. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this guy is so committed to being gay. He just like made it with both of his roommates. Like it was a very, he's so committed to his worldview, which I guess is yeah. uh, not uncommon for old white men. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> But, uh, so you know, Mrs. Funny. Roper is with it. She, I love Mrs. Roper. Do you love Mrs. Roper? I do. I was, I, like, for, like, the middle of the episode, I'm still, like, oh, their dynamic is still so weird, like, and then by the end, I'm like, oh, no, this, I was convinced that they are deeply in love with each other, and that, like, nagging is their love language, and they couldn't navigate the world or their love without constantly telling each other that, they can't get it up, you know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that is just there, yeah. That is true. Some people, some people think that Mrs. Roper should leave him, and some people are similar to you, and they think they actually are just a old married couple who are just nagging each other, and it's actually all in good fun. I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence between it. You, you are more familiar with their relationship than I am. Yeah. Um, you, you know the intimate details more than I do, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was just the, um, you know, the grand finale of it all. Uh, I felt a warmth between them in this episode, even as they were um, telling each other their husks of people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there was still something <laughs> endearing there somehow. Jack is finishing his pie. And I do want to say, I have to say it just for our listeners who know that I love Jack and Janet. I don't know if we talked mm -hmm. about this, Josh, in our last episode. We did a little but bit, I, yeah. Yes. Love Jack and Janet. I thought they had a really cute moment here where she was like in the kitchen with him, watching him make his pie. Did you see any chemistry between Jack and Janet or am I just making this up in my head? I have to be honest with you. I think you're right. But I personally could not see anything beyond Janet's hair. <laughs> it was, it was, I swear, like a horror movie or something. It was just getting bigger <laughs> from scene to scene. Like he fed it after midnight or something. <laughs> or like put water, you know, it's like a gremlin situation. I, 
I was convinced there was some kind of like architecture in there. Like there was steel beams. <laughs> like I was going full conspiracy theory on the buttressing of her. I couldn't deal. I couldn't. I, I think I stopped hearing the words she was saying. You know, I just, it was, it, I, yeah, it was like the opposite of a black hole. Where it was, yeah, it was just growing out. I, uh, it was like watching Oppenheimer for the first time, you know? Oh. In oh silent awe. Uh, but you're saying she spoke oh in that God. scene okay. and she had lines in this episode? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I thought she was just eaten by the yeah, by the monster <laughs> that was unleashed. I'm glad I'm back. I, I, I hope I'm not ruining this beloved thing for you. Oh man, I am like <laughs> profusely sweating. This <laughs> Me too. I, I just had to get you on my level since I'm guess it's a heat wave in Glendale today. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, fair. I you you are not wrong. Janet's hair is big. She has big hair this season. <laughs> it was remarkable. I thought it was a different actress. I literally looked it oh. up because I was like, this hair is not possible from the human a few seasons ago. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I guess I'm a Janet truther again. I guess I was. The yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn! I'm gonna. I've got some issues. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get on better help after this. I hope they're uh, oh a sponsor. God. Yeah, we're gonna fix this. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, that is so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, so Jack and Janet are doing their thing in the living room, yeah. and and Chrissy starts eating his pie. And I just have to say, I understand that this was an accident. Chrissy, how stupid are you? Like, you know he's making pies. Like, you know this. Why would you just eat one? I feel, yeah. It was the same thing, all caps in my notes, like, this is the stupidest thing. I was like, you're better than this. Like, I know she's playing, like, the dumb character, but, like, she's not that dumb. I feel like that's a moment where she, like, marched into the writers and she's like, guys, how how dumb am I going to be, really? And they're like, dumber. And she's like, okay, in, in two seasons, I'll just be on for phone calls then. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I can't. She's limboing so hard on the stupid scale. She's going to break her back. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really bad. I will say it's, she's, she does a great job. I think she stole the show, stole the show truly, but it, she's really dumb. Like she's really dumb. It hurt. It hurt how dumb she was. Um, But her fashion was great the whole episode. Conversely to Janet's hair, like I was like, oh, I love this uh, like jumper. I love like the, the insane turtleneck thing she has going. Maybe I was just trying to look for ways to make her feel better. And I was like, actually, I was like, oh, but you 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 look great. I'm sorry, you're so dumb. Yeah, yeah. The pie thing was that was pretty. I also feel like it was insulting, and I feel like I'm, I'm skipping ahead, but I feel like it was insulting to Jack to be like. What can we do? He spent all week making like a masterful pie. Well, we'll, we'll just go to the grocery store and get another one. Like that's an insult to his, his skill, right? No, absolutely. I mean, okay, if you were in this situation and your roommate was competing in the 
Cal State Technical Baking Contest, and you accident or your other roommate accidentally ate one of their pies, would you like? I don't even know. I guess like, I would you tell them or would you go try to replace the pie? I don't. I feel like I would just have a breakdown. Like there's no real solution. I would just be like, okay, dude. We fucked up one of your pies, but you made like five thousand of them this week, right? Like, what? What? what I would bring them in on the solution. I want to just be like, I'm gonna go to Vaughn's and get some Oreos and see if he notices. You know, like it was a pretty, even by sitcom standards, it was a pretty cockamamie plan. But I was like, oh, they're they're going somewhere else with this because they're bringing Mrs. Roper in. I was like, that's gonna lead to some hijinks, like. She's going to cross wires somehow, or there's going to be this like madcap scene at the grocery store or the bakery or whatever. And it was like, no, she's perfectly confident. She just knocks on the door two minutes later and she's like, here, I solved your problem. But they're still like spinning out. Yeah, I I did. I did think it was funny when Mrs. Roper came with the pie and they slammed the door on her face. Oh, I did yeah. think that was yeah, actually that like was a great. hilarious moment. Yeah, that was fantastic. I definitely lolled for that one. Um but, it, but I'll let you lead into it. But it's what's happening in the kitchen during all that that is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sent me on my next rabbit hole. Yeah. So okay, but yes, to your point, good on Mrs. Roper. She is the only capable person in this entire episode. Yeah. Let's go look at that pie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, you see? Okay. Oh, Isn't that perfect? perfect. <laughs> oh, Chrissy, take it in the kitchen. Right. Good. Get rid of the other pie. Right. I mean, did you did you <laughs> think this is going where it went? Uh I didn't I didn't foresee Chrissy's eyes rolling back into her head in a state <laughs> of ecstasy unlike I've ever seen, which I guess is an indictment on me. Um, <laughs> but she uh she must want Jack so bad. Because <laughs> I think she's smart enough to know that she could have just fucking thrown that pie away or thrown it out the window or, like, fed it to a raccoon. There's any number of funny options she had. But she's like, I'm going to sit down and eat this thing like I'm a victim in seven. <laughs> just kind of like, but I'm going to be enthralled with every. She's <laughs> loving it, and then like, oh. yeah. I'm okay, sorry. it's funny <laughs> that you think that she's loving it. Well, okay, I thought I was reading that as in like she was in pain. Oh, you took it as pain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a fine line, right? <laughs> uh, no, I. I think we were supposed to think it was painful, but that's not what her face and eyes were telling me. <laughs> I was like, and then it, it sent me in this whole like side quest of like the modern version of the show, which is like, she's just like on OnlyFans or one of those weird like... <laughs> platforms where they're like paying to send you emojis to like eat the fake foods except she's just like eating pie i'm like she could totally what? be like that's i'm like that's how chrissy makes money in the modern version of the show and i realized oh no like their whole thing 
they wouldn't have any jobs. He wouldn't be at a trade school. They would just be like broadcasting. They're like trying to put the fitted sheet on the bed, all three of them. <laughs> and like, we watched it and enjoyed it, you know? So like, there's, there's gotta be people that would pay. Like the modern version of the sitcom is just them never leaving the house and being like, people wanna watch us make pies, I guess, you know? Like it wouldn't even have to necessarily ever be sexual, just weird, you know? <laughs> It's like yeah. the equivalent of like feet pictures, but it's just like yes. Chrissy eating a pie. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like Cam's company or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just on blasts for the world to see. Yeah, because she was just way too into that pie situation. <laughs> also, it it seems like the actress herself, like Suzanne Summers, actually ate that pie. I know. I always think about that stuff too. Like normally you can tell in a scene where they're like sipping or like fake nibbling. So they, whatever, but Mm -hmm. you wonder how many takes, how many calories of just pure whipped cream did she put down (laughs) on that shoot day? And like poor girl, probably because of like whatever the backward standards and the pressure on her in the seventies, everything was probably just like, Oh, I have to eat 10 pies next week. Well, I just won't, eat for the next two episodes maybe that's maybe that's why she was so like (laughs) gone (laughs) yeah she was just um in another orbit for sure yeah I actually as I was watching this when that when her face came on I was like oh I felt bad about making you (laughs) I was like oh should I have warned him I don't know (laughs) Um, uh, no, no, no. I don't need a trigger warning for that, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know on the side if I have developed some kind of weird pie fetish. <laughs> like if, if, if in two months I'm like, I've spent 10 grand watching random women eat cream pies on, um, like, yeah, like apple pie on, uh, on whatever, on Twitch. I'll be like, you won't owe me anything. I'll just, there'll be another way for this company opened up the world to me, you know? But yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And like, Jack is, he takes a long time to put on clothes, I guess. Or like, and then she, Janet's hanging on his legs, and you think for sure that's a tell to him that, like, something is amiss. But they have such madcap adventures that I guess he's just like, another day in Three's Company, you know? Yeah, another day, another Janet hanging off my leg. <laughs> it was just like everything he's ever wanted, but in that moment, he's so focused on the baking. Power to him, you know? Yeah, but also... I mean, we know Janet is a really good liar. I mean, she she's the one that yeah. pretended that he had a steel plate in his head from Vietnam. And her <laughs> to be like <laughs> her to say, Oh, you're you're Thai. Like you can't wear polka dots. I was like, Janet, you can do better than this. I yeah. I was like, that's another construct of the show where like Jack is only being like, polka dots are bad luck to like <laughs> you know, fill that airtime. Jack's smarter than that. They're all smarter than that. The, the only person in this episode that's actually function, functioning at their intelligence level is Mrs. Roper, you know? Honestly, nothing yeah. nothing was right. Like, Mercury was in retrograde this day. Like, I don't know was. what was happening. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. But I'm really glad I got one of those episodes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Anything that lets me go into crazy conspiracy theory on uh, the Three's Company interplays good for me. <laughs> so now we're at the baking contest, and I made a note. I just wrote it. I said, Roper's blue suit. I mean, he yeah. looks good. Did you notice that? Oh, I did. I also thought it was hilarious that, like, he put on his best suit to go to, like, his, like, n- not nemesis, but, like, the guy that annoys him's baking competition, you know? Like, <laughs> save it, like, take, you know, take Mrs. Roper out in that suit, you know? Like, that's not a, yeah. But it was, it was pretty, it was pretty stunning. He was, he was rocking the blue. Yeah. Also, Mr. Roper gets so much shit for being a shitty landlord, but, like, he does not need to be at this baking contest. He does not to be need to be at his tenant's baking contest. Like, he's uh, yeah. above and beyond. Yeah, like, for some reason, I just accepted it as I was happening it, as I was happening. But then I sang, like, two minutes into that scene, I was like, wait, why are they here again? <laughs> like, they're not... He's like, oh, these guys drive me crazy, but I want to be supportive. Like, maybe <laughs> that's why I made the flip and inferred that, like, all of his um, callousness is actually a warm, nougat center of care and love. Yeah. You know, he's he's just one of those. Um, yeah. But maybe also not based on how he was <laughs> acting the whole time. Yeah. So when we're at the baking contest, we find out that Mr. Hoffmeyer, who is the baker that they bought the replacement pie from, he is now the judge. So the stakes are higher. There's two minutes left of this episode and the stakes are high. <laughs> yeah, they're really, they really were running out of time. Yeah. I, I did love that twist. I was like, oh, that was very smart. They bought the baker's pie, the baker's the judge. I... But they got me, you know, another Shalomani from the Therese Company. Where did you think they were going with it? Oh, just like definitely like, I should have known that there's only two minutes left. So there's not enough time to play it out how you think they would, where he's like, this shirt tastes a lot like my pie. And they're like, oh, it could never be. And then like, there's some kind of, you know, zany fallout from that. I'm glad that they just went like, no, this is going to turn into like, a matrix style shootout, but with just pie. <laughs> like we're going full like Schwarzenegger John McClane action scene here, but with uh pies. I do want to say before the pies, Chrissy, Chrissy crying in the middle of this baking <laughs> contest, like a like a child. Like, is she okay? She like if I saw this, like, you are a grown woman crying. And he's like half choking her to like get her to stop. Of course it's my pie. It isn't. It isn't. Mrs. Roper bought that pie at Mr. Hoffmeyer's bakery. She what? It's all my fault. I ate your pie by mistake. You what? I'm sorry, it wasn't my fault. Oh, Chrissy, I'm ruined. What ah! I think like she's definitely not okay for so many reasons, but probably because she's only had five pies to eat in in eight days' time. You know, that was just an actual 
They're like, what a fun ad lib from Suzanne. She's having a mental breakdown. Let's just, let's just keep rolling <laughs> on that. Uh, we'll use it. Yeah. She's just nothing but um, empty sugar, you know? Where's the line? Where's the line between what's on the script right, and what was really right. happening? Yeah, no, it, in, in the reality of the show, in the script, no, but it doesn't track. And yeah. then it's like, it's so fleeting too she just seems like an insane person in this episode i guess <laughs> yeah, she seems yeah like that's my takeaway chrissy is insane. yeah yeah it's not the sugar it's um she needs she doesn't need insulin she needs a different kind of medical help yeah she needs evaluated <laughs> yeah <laughs> she doesn't even know what a fitted sheet is you know well i guess that was i'm getting all turned around yeah but when they try to stop the pies like they try to stop mr hoffmeyer from eating the pies when it hit the ropers i was like yo <laughs> they do not they are not involved in this <laughs> yeah. like get them and i was like i felt it, it like i felt it was personal i was like get them out yes. of here they have Protect nothing to do them with at this. all costs they're the only like <laughs> semi-sane ones left <laughs> we need to get them into their spin-off safely um Maybe, maybe this truly is where the phrase catching strays started, you know? Maybe it was protect the ropers, you know? It's, it's like jumping the shark. It was rooted in this uh, pie moment. Um, it also, like, it was a leap. I'm so glad they went there because I am pro-silly of all things. Um, but, like, mm -hmm. it was, a, a, for all the leaps of logic in this episode already, to just go straight to, like, well, let's just pie everybody in the face. Did it really, did it really fit the situation? Well, I guess it started with an accident, right? Yes, because Dean Travers was trying to take it from Jack. Because right. Dean Travers, this is his everything. <laughs> yeah. He needs this pie to win. <laughs> I, oh man. It was, yeah. So he, he pulled it and it accidentally hit right Hoffmeyer first and that guy and then right that's what happened definitely was on the wrong side in world war ii <laughs> that was his energy <laughs> Hoffmeyer's. he was coming in a little uh super nazi-esque uh yeah <laughs> there was one line he's like he's like cookie yes cars. like i don't even <laughs> and i'm like i don't know i don't want to know what that means to him you know because the way yeah <laughs> I don't want to go to his bakery. I'm glad he got pied in the face, I guess. Um, but you're right. Like, it was just in like the Dean's speech. I was like, he's just way too invested in this. Like, how is his whole identity rooted yeah. in um, not even like a weekly, it's not even like a culture. It's something that happens once a year, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> he's, he's just spends he's like santa he just spends 364 days being like my time it's near it's almost time to bake the pie and then like threaten somebody's education with it i'm sure we both would have loved it if like we could have gotten out of student loan debt by making one really good pie yeah no truly. yeah I'll, I'll take that deal that should be the relief plan. And then what I found, like, so disrespectful was the fact that, like, everyone... Okay, you get hit in the face with one pie. Did we really need to start taking everyone else's pies and just throwing them around? You're so right, because I didn't even, like... 
think about it as those all every item that turned into baked violence was somebody else's like whole being everybody was so invested in this baking competition everybody put so much into it jack didn't even care about getting laid anymore which like holy shit you know like so we can only imagine <laughs> what was going on through everybody else's minds and then to just see it turn into comic fodder oh no there's a price there's a price to comedy and there's victims in jokes i had no idea <laughs> yeah. yeah when the ropers got hit i was like this is no this this draws yes. a lie. But also, okay, when when Chrissy when Chrissy got yeah. the pie, when she's like, wait, and she like throws <laughs> yeah. it on herself. That was um that was truly the cry for help moment. You thought it you thought it was when she was alone in the kitchen, just like shoveling away. No, it was that. Like, I'm just going to do the like I need out of this pie episode so badly. I'm going to take myself like I'm not going to wait for anybody else to pie me. I'm, it's, yeah, I'm rolling my old ankle, own ankle to get the card out of the game. Yeah. Did you catch Mrs. Roper dying yes. in the background? I don't know if you yes. caught that. It, it, that made me, I, I think I wrote down like the whole last like 45 seconds to a minute or whatever you want to say made me feel like all warm and happy and whatever. Cause like, I love it in SNL when somebody breaks, like I love it when you can feel the joy in a performance when it's supposed to be joyful and mirthful and whatever. And like that whole like last minute felt like an all that sketch from when like when we were 10 or eight or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm loving this. Like just all that energy <laughs> in a um, three's company. And like, that's when I was like, Oh, this is just like leaning into the, the base tropes of comedy in like a really fun, not cloying way. Was it a little contrived? Sure. Did the Ropers need a hit in that, uh, in that uh, plot? No, but uh, yeah, it was, they were having a good time. They were, they were having a good time. Also, I just thought about this right now, but I feel like you would have to do that in one take. If you're filming oh, in front of a yeah. live studio audience. Yeah. It probably was a one take thing. But I think I was having so much fun with it that I was imagining, like, cleaning the set and running it again. But they definitely did it once, especially with the live studio audience. And I, w I wish that was an era where there was, like, BTS DVDs and stuff, because I would have liked to see the fallout. And I'm sure, like, somebody threw a glop into the audience. Like, sure, it was a whole, a whole thing. The whole cast applaud applauding them, because I feel like to successfully hit someone in the face with a pie like no one missed their mind. i was really so impressed with they that did too. a really good i thought job. the only part where they may have like had a cut or something is that the i guess it was in the tag um but like when jack gets hit it's so perfectly applied to his face and it almost looks like some Hannibal Lecter stuff where like just the eyes and the mouth are like, <laughs> like it's perfectly framed. That's like, Oh, maybe they actually like they hit him for sure. But maybe they like cut to like actually apply the look they want. Or I don't, I don't know, but it was, um, I guess what I'm really saying is that it was too good. It was so good. <laughs> the whole episode was so good. I couldn't <laughs> believe that it was uh, just made by humans by happenstance, you know, like, yeah, that was, it was, uh, 
I'm really glad I got a uh, like full out like three stooges sequence in this episode no i'm so happy you liked it and i mean that's that's the bake-off that is the episode so what were your final thoughts are you still in do you still like three i like it even more than i did before like before like it was like the first date where i'm like okay there's there's something here like that it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be or like my nerves were put aside and now I'm like, now I'm starting to get into it. Like, now I'm like, oh, no, there's the connections growing between me and Three's company. Um, and I don't need, like, you know, 30 people being hit with a pie in every episode or um, anybody eating a pie like that again, necessarily in the kitchen by themselves. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. To You're like, please, please, no, <laughs> yeah. no more of that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey. And even from, like, uh, I mean, you know, it's so fascinating and it's part of the crux of the podcast is just like the way these relationships are depicted then and the things that they're saying, even though like, I I don't think it's an accurate representation of 1978 or 79, you know, it's a heightened, it's a sitcom, but even by those standards, it's still like, she's crazy. (laughs) You know, like we started when like, just like the way he's grab assing and everything else. I'm like, this just, this is off the rails, you know? Yeah. Yes, this show is unhinged. Yes, that is yeah. exactly that is exactly the term. And they have no interest in getting that repaired. You know, like they don't want to go back on the hinges. They want to be Yeah. And Josh, I just I need to have you on every season because it actually gets worse. Like it gets <laughs> oh, more chaotic. Oh man. <laughs> what it, what a promise of things to look forward to. Because I, I kind of was like, okay, this was a very zany, madcap episode. I'm sure that, like, and, like, it's great that this one's a classic, you said, too, that's, like, highly regarded or whatever. Um, so I figured just, like, the other ones are, like, have a more level baseline or have a, have a, a more uh, gravity of sanity to them. But to know that it just keeps going off the rails is awesome. Yeah, and, like, not so much in, like, the physical comedy way like there's an episode where they literally set up one of the roommates with a murderer like we don't need to go there but but we did you know like, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so it feels like an eventuality um... yeah yeah you either have to pair somebody with a murderer or like go full family matters where like characters are cloning themselves into robot versions or cool you know so like i i feel like they stay rooted in their re- like three's company stays in reality um but it's nice to know that like murderers get implicated you know yeah 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 murder is still a thing in this universe so <laughs> oh man i uh yeah. i was triggered that uh i was doing some research this time and it only has a 33 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. I'm offended. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought it up, but it's just like, no. The audience score through the roof, obviously, but I don't I don't even know why it's on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to clap back. We're gonna have to tomato back at some of those uh whoever's dragging the name of Three's company through the streets. Yeah. Through this podcast, each season it will go up one percent. That is a life achievement if there ever was. If you single handedly <laughs> correct like you have major contribution to society amongst all the others you have but um right again right, it's right, an honor course. to be a part of this one yeah yeah of course, uh, of course, of course. 
Well, Josh, it was such a pleasure having you. As always, I cannot, I truly did not laugh as much as I did from like your first episode. And again, I was just like I <laughs> profusely sweating. So I thank you. <laughs> thank you for your time. And I can't wait to have you back because you definitely have to come back. Thank you. And um, I think like the crazy energy of this episode rubbed off on me because I was definitely manic. <laughs> um, but like, it's a joyful mania yeah. being a new um, threes company called Convert. Yeah, it's a joyful thing. So thank you. Thank you. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week as we talk about season three, episode 20. Bye.